1: Hello, hello. We are officially in October and it's fall season and I'm loving it. There's just something different about this year and I'm truly appreciating the seasons more than ever. It's like this is like my little way of adding a bit of joy to my everyday life. For example, I legit bought pumpkin spice creamer and I never really was a pumpkin spice latte type of gal. But I add a little bit of my creamer to my coffee every morning and it makes me just happy and just feeling as if like I'm really enjoying this fall. I also had this tendency to keep my window open at night to let the breeze in, and I'm just noticing that it's starting to get a little bit crisper. It's definitely not Bay Area crisp, which is, we you know, what I had growing up, but it's not bad for LA. Today's topic is going to be a continuation of my previous episode and might feel a bit heavy again. I'm going to be talking about my relationship with my body image and just my physical self. Part two will be focusing on my start in fitness, nutrition, and my results that were not what I expected. Before we get started with that topic, let's kick everything off with my Google segment. So the latest thing I googled was, does lotion expire? I know it's such a random question, but I have a lot of tubes of lotion I was gifted previously for Christmases or birthdays that I just never get to. In general, I'm just not a lotion type of person. This is probably why my legs are always dry, but I only put lotion on when I get really dry. Like you can see like little cracks in your legs. I know that's kind of, that's gross. I just don't like the sticky feeling on my legs when I get into my bed. Like, I like feeling the fabric of my blankets on my dry, (laughs) dry, on my bare skin. So, with that, I have all these tubes of body lotion just hanging around my cupboard. It's gone to a point where I have a couple that are probably three years old, and I wanted to see what I could do with it. So, when I Googled this question, the results are open lotion is between 12 to 24 months. So, you could use it for about a year or two if you open the lotion. If it's unopened, I'm assuming it's like timing after that. Like if you have an unopened bottle of lotion that is probably two and a half years old, it's best that you don't use it because the quality of the lotion goes away. I think I just feel so bad getting rid of lotions. Like I just feel like my mom who just keeps all these things because she hates wasting like to the point of hoarding. If you go back to my house, we have literally a drawer of like old soap from hotels and body lotions that we do not use. And she'll say she'll use it, but she never does. So I'm kind of getting to that point with my bottles of lotion. and maybe just any of my friends listening, maybe don't give me lotion ever. I don't think I need it, but I appreciate the thought. Before jumping into this episode, similarly to part one, I'm going to be sharing part two like an audiobook. For some reason, I can't help but think of titles for each segment kind of like a book. As a reminder, this is my own experience and my personal journey everyone has their own relationship with their body and nutrition. I just ask everyone to listen with respect and empathy. And just as a content warning, in this episode, I will be talking about clothing, numbers, scales, and nutrition. So if any of that is uncomfortable for you, I totally understand. Please go ahead and exit out of this episode. If you haven't listened to part one, I would recommend you hit pause and go back to listen so you can have context of what I'm going to share in today's episode. So where do we leave off? After avoiding feeling insecure for the longest time and leaning into my comfy clothes, reality sunk in after I went back home and weighed myself. I was outside my quote-unquote usual range by a lot and hit a number I've never hit before on the scale. As reality hit, I also was very aware of this black hole that existed in me after going through my self-loathing period. I then came to the realization that it was time to actively change up my lifestyle and finally start working out. Finding Orange Theory and Stepping Outside My Comfort Zone Before I get into how I got into Orange Theory, it'd be helpful to share my background with fitness. It's quite simple. I had none. I was never in my life consistent with working out. I did random classes here and there, like my mom and I used to do Zumba back when I was in community college and I lived at home. But it just felt like a dance class to me. It was like more fun and just moving around. I did sign up for a gym membership one time when I was working corporate, but I failed to build up a routine with it. So all in all, I never got to a place where fitness was a part of my life. This can largely be due to the fact that I would label myself as not athletic. So here I am starting from square one and not sure where to start. I started like, you know, messaging some of my friends and I heard a lot of good things about Barry's Bootcamp and Orange Dairy. So I thought, hey, hit would be the place to start. And I kind of, you know, always associate like high intensity classes with high results, which now I don't think is true. So I was sharing this desire to make a drastic change to my lifestyle and try a fitness class with my really good friend, Tim, who has been on the podcast before. He was also looking for his next fitness class since he just moved to LA at the time and managed to get us free classes for Orange Theory. So we signed up. I need to share right off the bat how nervous I was about going to my first Orange Theory class. With Orange Theory, you wear a heart monitor and your stats are publicly on the board as you work out. It shows how many calories you're burning, your heart rate, and what like colored zone you're in, aka orange. You get know, to be in orange zone, the orange zone. It's a hit class that rotates from being on the treadmill, the rower, and weights. And I was definitely petrified for a couple of reasons. One, like what if I totally underperform? Like I could barely run. Man, shoot, I never run. I never work out. So what if they see my results on the board and know I'm just not good? Like these are some thoughts that were running through my head prior to class. The second thing is, I think I shared this on the main show, but I don't know how much I've shared like about the intensity with this, but I have a very, very deep insecurity with working out. I think it just feels so outside my comfort zone. Like, even like you know where you did p e in elementary school, like I hated it, and I felt so uncomfortable at a very young age. I also remember one time, like an ex-boyfriend, maybe like I don't know how many years ago, wanted to show me workouts at the gym because he was really into lifting. And I remember, During that session, I legitimately like ran out of the gym and started crying because I felt so, so uncomfortable. So it kind of just shows to you like how this is just not this wasn't my like realm of comfort. This wasn't something I was okay with. I just felt like, oh, man, this is like this is going to be like a huge step for me. Luckily for my first class, I had Tim there, and I think Janet and Dan also joined. I had a group of friends that knew my insecurities and weren't there to support me, which I highly recommend for anyone who wants to try something new that they're afraid of. The year of Orange Theory. After completing my first class at Orange Theory, I felt so accomplished. I remember crying in the car after my first class because I just felt so proud of myself for getting through something I was really afraid of. I haven't felt tears of joy or, like, that kind of, like, tears of accomplishment in such a long time. I think it only comes with something – it comes with something associated with fear. I realize, like, once you're in these classes, no one is paying attention to you, which was what I was afraid of. They're all there trying to get their workout in and pay attention to themselves. It was also super encouraging to see so many diverse people in the class from, like, age, skill levels, and genders – Plus, I got a really good workout in and was sweaty, and I am a type of person that never sweats. So after that class, I decided to officially sign up and join Orange Theory. It was an investment. You know, these memberships can be pricey, and I committed to eight classes per month, which was around two classes a week. I told myself I would commit to this for nine to 10 months to see if I have any results, and then I would revisit this membership. These next nine to 10 months, I saw a lot of changes. I started getting comfortable with running. What? Sorry, that is just insane and was able to handle higher levels on the treadmill this is coming from a girl that hated walking like my friends all know me as the girl that itches when she starts walking like my legs just get itchy whenever i walk it's so weird and i started to get the concept of discipline there were days especially in the morning where i didn't want to go at all but i knew how to bring myself to that class mostly because i didn't want to waste the money i was spending and the biggest thing i saw was I developed a comfort with going to these classes on my own and started to prioritize my physical health a lot more. I think I need to also touch on nutrition real quick here because this also played a role in my results, which I will share in a bit. I actually didn't drastically change my nutrition because I was working out. I had to change it for other reasons. This is TMI, but I realized I had really bad digestion and metabolism. If you remember from part one, I grew up eating a lot of saucy and spicy foods in my 30s, I realized my body doesn't react well to these things. Aka, I wasn't having good, consistent poops, and I just had to adjust. With eating more clean, light seasoned food and, you know, taking pre- and probiotics, I managed to get on a consistent schedule. So since I was doing orange theory, the only difference I made was just eating lighter on seasoning and getting more like pre-probiotics in me and like maybe fiber. no results. My 10 months was coming up at the end of the year. Ambry was November of 2022 and I was trying to get all my classes squeezed in before I left for Taiwan. I was also in the bay during this time which also meant it was a time I usually weigh myself because my mom's house is the only place that has a scale. Again, I don't have a scale at home and I didn't weigh myself at all during these months doing Orange Theory. So I really just wanted to focus on getting myself into the classes. When I stepped on the scale in November, I was disappointed to see that I actually gained more weight. However, before I let that number on the scale determine my happiness, I told myself to pause. What if this weight is muscle and not fat? That was the statement and question I kept holding on to. I then went to my Orange Theory class and found out that they have one complimentary body scan that can measure your muscle and fat percentage. I scheduled my scan date and anticipated that appointment. When I finally got my scan, I felt like someone punched me in the gut when I saw my results. I was not at all in the quote-unquote healthy or average percentage for body fat, which then made me feel as if I just gained more unwanted weight. To be honest, this moment feels like a blur to me. I just remember crying in my car after getting my scan and feeling like I didn't make any progress despite trying for the first time ever in my life with fitness. I try not to fixate on the number on the scale but it still backfired because I wasn't gaining any muscle. Essentially, my weight gain was fat. Ultimately, I felt like I failed. Dark hole we meet again. This small but mighty moment rocked me. This dark hole I created for myself came out of hiding and is right in front of me again. Knowing that I tried and essentially gained more unwanted weight made me feel super insecure about my body. I was heavier ending Orange Theory than I was starting. However, instead of falling all the way to the bottom of the black hole like before in part one, where I was super self-loathing, I found myself tripping into it here and there. I essentially opened up a wound that I tried very hard to heal. The first instance was I got scanned right before my trip to Taiwan and seeing my results I started to get really afraid and scared to see family in Taipei because I was hyper aware that they were going to comment on my body, which they have in the past. My body type in Taiwan previously is considered not ideal. So knowing the fact that I gained weight and had family members comment before, I was anticipating they're going to say something again and that I didn't, That was going to like mess me up in terms of my confidence. The second time I knew I was tripping up was when Ray and I were getting ready to go to Plate by Plate SF and I ordered a bunch of rental items from this like clothing site and I was trying to figure out what to wear. As I was trying everything on, I ended up breaking down at his place because I couldn't fit them and I felt super unattractive. Like that moment to me is so vivid. I think it's one thing to have these deep insecurities within yourself but for your partner to see it for the first time was something I've experienced for the first time in that moment. And I just, in that moment, I was looking in the mirror and I just feel like I could feel like my previous moments of like ridiculing myself coming back. And it was really like, I was kind of, it's like this moment of like, please, please don't come back again. Like, I don't want to deal with that, that demon again. Like, I feel like I'm okay, but it was like, kind of like seeking, like seeping in slowly. However, I think what helped me was that Ray was super loving, reassuring, and comforting in that moment, which I will never forget. There have been a couple of times where I have, you know, broken down or felt really insecure with my body image, and he's been really present and supportive for me. And, like, I think that's, side note, that's also something I feel like I really identified of having such a loving, supportive partner in times where you are feeling a type of way. (sighs) Oh. man i i really hated being in this negative headspace and any moments i'm in it because i also understand like when you're in it it's like not solved overnight and to be honest like to this day i have random moments of it but it's not as strong i think my desire to not feel this way really pushed me to change my mindset on fitness and nutrition shifting my mindset After these low moments of feeling like a failure, I shifted to education and reflection. I started reading a lot about fitness online, watching videos and talking to a bunch of people, people that have been consistent with fitness and my cousin who is a personal trainer to just gather a bunch of information. Again, what I'm going to share is based on my findings and opinion. So what were my realizations? With Orange Theory, I realized I wasn't seeing body composition results for a couple of reasons. One, I wasn't going enough during the week. Two times during a week isn't—it just isn't enough. Two, I didn't really change my nutrition at all. And talking to a lot of people, nutrition is a huge factor of change. Three, Orange Theory is more cardio focused and won't drastically change your body fat percentage and muscle mass. And more on this later. And then, in order to change my mindset, I started to focus on the positives. So, what are the positives? One, my stamina went up because of Orange Theory, which means I can last longer in a workout class. I used to be able to only do like 10 minutes and now I can do an hour, which is huge for me. Two, I knew some of the basics, you know, form ups, cool downs, and just the little things for workouts that I never knew before. Three, I mentioned this prior, but I understood the concept of discipline. I used to think that I had to have fun or enjoy working out first, but discipline and habitual changes matter much more. Four, I wasn't afraid to enter a gym or do a fitness class anymore, which allowed me to pivot when things weren't working, which is what I did. 2023 and the new me. Like I mentioned before, I was in learning mode for fitness and nutrition. The biggest thing I learned in order to see and feel results was to strength train, aka lifting weights, using your body weight to build muscle like push-ups. You can still do cardio, like Orange Theory or HIT, but you have to strength train at least three times a week to see your body composition change. With this, I decided to finish up my year in Orange Theory, cancel my membership, and join the gym. At the gym, I knew the basics, but I didn't know a lot of exercises in proper form. I would just go on the machines and maybe like lift a leg, you know, like be on the machine and be like, oh, sure, that's what it does. I was able to get a free body assessment at my gym and eventually made the decision to get a personal trainer of the lowest tier, because I do not want to pay that much, to help educate me even more. It's been about eight months now since I joined the gym and started personal training. Honestly, feel like I learned so much. During my quick sessions with my trainer, I write down all the exercise names and try to master the form as best as I can. I bring a journal every time. It's like a write down after every session. I genuinely learned all these workouts and I feel so much stronger. And that's the thing I'm focusing on the most. I want to look and feel strong. My goal is to focus on increasing my muscle mass, decreasing my body fat percentage. And that to me is a more positive way to look at your health and track results than just looking at the number on the scale. I know Instagram can be a source of inspiration and also a place of comparison. I started following women that just look so strong. Like, you see their muscles and their body resembles mine a lot more and are so real about their fitness journey that it really inspires me. In terms of nutrition, wow, I realized I didn't know anything about this either. I knew nothing about what carbs, proteins, fats, and sugars did for you, essentially your macros and micros. I am still learning about this, but after reading a bunch of articles, I started to adjust a few things. Mostly, I try to eat a balanced meal for every meal. It sounds really simple, right? But no, I realized I was eating mostly or only carbs for my meals. Like, did you know veggies are mostly carbs? So I was pretty much having like a big bowl of rice or noodles and like broccoli. That was it. Nowadays, I try to have more protein and healthy fats in. Like, you need protein in your meals. I, I learned that. I'm obviously still playing around to see what works and try on different recipes. But I'm I'm leaning towards the fun of it now because like there's such great, tasty, like whole nutritious meals. And like a lot of people on Instagram share these amazing recipes. Where I'm at now. I told myself to be slow and steady. I essentially just started my fitness and nutrition journey. You know, and like if you look at my life these last 32 years, I legit just started two years ago. That's not a lot of time. So I don't expect to see drastic results right away. I want to make this a lifestyle change and that is going to take a while. With fitness, I'm open to, you know, to try new things. I actually find it really exciting now versus daunting. I never was a yoga person, but I now do yoga on Saturday mornings. I really enjoy them now, which I was like, what? Like, I go with myself to these yoga classes. I used to have to go with Janet because I'm like, Janet's our yoga girl. But now I'm like, I'm a yoga girl. Overall, I just see the benefit of general movement. For my perception of myself, I will still have moments of feeling not the greatest because I'm human. I'm going to have days that I feel like amazing and other days where I feel like shit. However, whenever I catch myself feeling a bit down, I just try to be more gentle and remind myself how far I've come. Like honestly, Mel three years ago would have never walked through the doors of the gym. Mel five years ago would have cried still trying to do a workout class. So again, I've, I've come a long way and I have ways I still want to go. I also started just sizing up in my clothing, and I feel so much better in them. It was a bit of adjustment, but man, I just feel, it feels so much better to like wear clothes that you actually fit in. And I said, you know, this is my excuse to explore different outfit options and looks and just to revamp my wardrobe. Lastly, I don't label myself as not athletic anymore. I can be active and find things that I enjoy that require movement. I still can't believe that the girl that hated hiking, she doesn't mind it as much anymore. I still rather do other workout stuff, but I don't mind a walk and talk here and there. Thank you so much for listening to this personal story about my relationship with my body and fitness and nutrition. I know that I'm not the only one that has gone through these moments of low with their relationship with their body. I also know that I'm not the only one that was afraid to step into that workout class and try something new. Stepping outside your comfort zone is so hard. You're literally putting your insecurities out on display. I just want to say that I'm so proud of us for having the courage to try I also want to say I'm thankful for my body for loving me and being there for me in moments I have not. It's my turn to actively take care of it and give it the tender love and care it needs to walk me forward in my path. Thank you again for listening and for the kind messages I've already received from the episode from part one. Let me know if you resonated with this episode in the comments of this Instagram post. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. I'm sending you all so much love and I'll catch you on the next episode. Bye everyone!